Hey now, I'm Jack Cush, executive editor of RoomNow.com. It's the 28th of April, 2017. This is the Room Now Week in Review. I'm coming to you this week from the ACR State of the Art meeting here in Chicago. Yesterday I was at the, AC, at the uh, Clinical Congress of Rheumatology meeting in Destin. Two very good meetings occurring on the same weekend. Um, at the top of the news, you should follow the Twitter, the Twitter feed uh, for Room Now over the weekend. Uh, we have got a ton of tweets uh, from meeting content given, and the tweets are coming out from Room Now uh, from great speakers like uh, Bingham and Calabrese and Otis and Gabriel and Alan Steers lecturing right now. It goes on and on and on. Peter Merkel later. We'll be tweeting all week, um, all weekend from the SOTA meeting, so stay tuned. Announcements that you should be aware of. The ACR abstract site is open and will close uh, with a deadline of June the 19th. They've also published the dates for their late-breaking abstracts. Uh, congratulations goes out to Jim O'Dell, um, uh, a big shot and a leader in rheumatology, also a big shot and leader in the ACP where he has been voted in as an ACP master. Congratulations, Jim. Um, this week, uh, the EU has been busy in the approval of certain drugs. Although the drugs are not yet approved, they've been recommended for approval. The, the EMA's uh, uh, committee that looks at that is called the CHMP, and the CHMP has actually recommended that the IL-6 drug, uh, um, approved in Canada called Kevzara, um, also known as Ceruliumab, uh, has been recommended for approval in moderate to severe RA in the EU. They await decision by the EMA, hopefully in the next few months. Also, the CHMP has been busy and actually has um, um, uh, recommended the approval of two new biosimilars, both coming from Sandoz, the Etanercept biosimilar and the Rituximab biosimilar uh, from Sandoz being recommended by the CHMP. And lastly, the big news this week is the uh, FDA approval of a fourth biosimilar in the United States called Renflexus. This is the previously known as the SB2 antibody from Samsung BioEpis. Uh, it is now improved. It's been approved in other countries under the similar or, or a name. It's uh, approved like in 22 countries in Europe and whatnot. This is the fourth biosimilar, the second infliximab biosimilar, and um, actually it's the fourth TNF inhibitor, the second uh, infliximab biosimilar, and then the fifth biosimilar overall to be approved of by the FDA. Um, that will be on the market in months to come. Uh, a report from the last week, there was the British Society of Rheumatology meeting going on in the UK, and a study of over 19,000 patients uh, on biologics showed that the risk of opportunistic infections is, guess what? one in a thousand. I keep using that number. The really rare, the really ugly, the really dangerous stuff that freaks everybody out is a one in one thousand risk. In fact, their number was like one in a thousand and fifty-three. So that's what five years of follow-up looking at multiple biologics and looking at the risk of opportunistic infections. The uh, National Psoriasis Foundation has a, a scientific committee that actually has come up with some guidelines. It's called the Medical Board of the NPF and they say that DMARDs, including methotrexate cyclosporin um, and even TNF inhibitors, should be continued perioperatively in patients with psoriasis who are on those drugs. These guidelines are sort of mirror the guidelines coming from the ACR presented at the, la at the, at the last ACR meeting by um, 
uh, Singh and, and Goodman. So again, there's ample evidence going forward. A lot of it is expert opinion uh, based on some data that is okay to continue on DMARD and biologic therapy in patients undergoing surgery. Um, a nice review of aortitis looked at the causes of aortitis. This is in the literature we put it on 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 the uh, on Twitter and on the website. Non-infectious, clinically isolated aortitis should make you think that this is the presentation of another autoimmune disease like uh, giant cell arteritis, IgG4 related disease, and infections um, and or. Uh, uh, GPA, uh, granulomatosis, uh, granulomatous polyangiitis with um, granulomatous polyangiitis. Um, good news on the forefront of RA management. We're doing really well. Um, uh, the Mayo Clinic has shown that there's a reduction uh, in uh, mortality in RA patients for the first time in a few decades with the use of newer drugs. A worldwide re review done by the WHO from 31 countries shows that mortality rates in RA have declined significantly, 48%, from 1987 to 2011. Very good news for our RA patients. An interesting review comes from uh, the study of an animal model of osteoarthritis showing that senescent chondrocytes have an important regulatory role inside a joint. Uh, and in fact, when they actually use the compound designed to eliminate senescent uh, um, senescent um, uh, chondrocytes, that the development of post-traumatic osteoarthritis was far less, suggesting, suggesting that these senescent chondrocytes could be a potential target for future therapies. Um, an interesting news article appeared in the New York Times, and in fact was a review with a lot of interviews from orthopedists in the field that looked at the utility of inpatient rehab versus home rehab in patients undergoing hip or knee replacements, showing that there's an ample amount of data these days suggesting that home rehab actually is better than inpatient rehab. It's certainly less costly, and the, 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 a lot of the experts in the field point out that the total cost of joint arthroplasty is what happens after the surgery in the aftercare, especially if there's going to be uh, inpatient uh, management. It turns out the patients who go home also have less toxicities and complications of surgery. So again, that might be the advice you might want to give your patients going forward. A, new, a recent study of, uh, from Monica Ustinson, who studies pregnancy, looked at patients with RA and spondylitis and showed that those patients who actually um, were on a TNF inhibitor uh, for either disease, who stopped a TNF inhibitor at their first pregnancy um, uh, test being positive, when they followed them prospectively, it turns out that about 30% of them flared uh, and had to go back on therapy. So the, it may not be the smartest thing to do, and I'll remind you that in IBD, it is standard fare for patients who are on either a thiopurine or a TNF inhibitor to continue that throughout the pregnancy so that the patient doesn't flare with regard to their disease. Well, that's it from um, the SOTA meeting here in Chicago. Uh, be sure to follow our Twitter feed uh, and what we put on the website uh, at, about SOTA. Um, go to the website to find these citations and more information on these articles. We'll see you next week.